uh, alt left. And I decided to actually is, you know, a pretty good term for them. You don't say, Jenk. <laughs> Let's talk about it, y'all. What are you people? We're Americans. Well, she was supposed to say we're Americans. <laughs> I don't know what happened with that thing. But uh, anyway, uh, it's your boy Vin in the house. I'm without my partner in crime. She's out there uh, taking care of babies, doing all that beautiful stuff. Uh, but I wanted to do a quick, I wanted to do a quick um, recap of something that Jenk said that's actually really, really, really important. Notice um, he has just effectively told the millions of people who follow Jimmy Dore, or maybe the hundreds of thousands of people that um, support Jimmy Dore. I'll say support is a better word. He just told, uh, he just called us all the alt left. He then he then went and um, later on called it a cult. Now, um, for those of you who don't know your brother, my name is Vincent, and uh, I've I'm a uh, evangelical Christian. I've been a Christian my entire life. Um, you know, Republican, whole nine yards, just vote Republican. My wife Soraya, same thing. And it wasn't until the Bernie Sanders sit down with Killer Mike that I even considered giving anyone on the left, the blue side, the Democrat, whatever, even a hearing, much less voting for them. Um, so I found Bernie Sanders, and obviously in the evangelical outlets, you're not going to be able to find anything positive about Bernie Sanders. So I went scouring the internet, and that, dear listener, is how I found um, the Young Turks, <laughs> actually. Um, so I'm actually, I'm not going to like completely like go overboard here on the invective with the Young Turks. What I will say is that I'm very grateful that I found the Young Turks because um, otherwise I wasn't going to be able to hear anything about Bernie Sanders. And then obviously when you listen to the Young Turks, you're going to, you're going to run into uh, Jimmy. And that's how I um, found Jimmy Dore. Um, and I'm not a leftist. I'm not a progressive. I'm a guy that's that's outside of the progressive space, but I find a lot of co-belligerency and a lot of um, things that really made sense to me listening to Bernie, listening to Jimmy. We're talking about minimum wage. We're talking about Medicare for all. Medicare for all has been a big, 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 big thing for me, man. Um, that was revolutionary to me. So I'm still on the outside looking in. Um, so I, 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 I'm not insulted um, by what Jenk said, but it is extremely fascinating to me because at that level, he's just inadvertently created uh, another party, which I think is really, really fascinating. And it's one of the things that a lot of the observers here um, are picking up on and, and that I, I have as well. So he just said that everybody who supports Jimmy is all left. Um, which I'm assuming it also includes Glenn Greenwald and, and Aaron Maté, obviously. Um, so then who are the real left then, Jenk? Well, he's going to tell us. There's the real left with Bernie Sanders and AOC and Nina Turner and Ryan Grimm and David Sirota and us, where we're trying to do something constructive in the world. Now, what's interesting about all those names that he just listed, that brother just listed, is... Uh, to be honest with you, I, I know who Nina Turner is only because of, of Jimmy Dore and Bernie Sanders, obviously. Um, but I don't get the impression from Nina Turner that she is. I, I get the impression that she's much closer to Jimmy than to Jenk, but th th that's a different story. I don't know much about her, so I'm not going to comment on her. But he, notice he names TYT, AOC, and Bernie. Three of the 
probably biggest players. I mean, as far as a presidential candidate, Bernie was the biggest on the progressive side. As far as an up and coming, you know, new congresswoman, obviously AOC is a rock star. And say what you want about Jenk, but he's absolutely a rock star and he absolutely stood up um, the first progressive news outlet, whatever you want to say. These are all the, the heavy hitters, but you'll notice that what I call the progressive street or uh, what Jenk is later going to call the, the, the cult, you'll notice that everybody in the progressive street is not necessarily a fan of those three people right now. Uh, the progressive street has turned against Bernie Sanders um, because he bent the knee to Biden. Um, he, he, A lot of people were angry at 2016. I was, to be honest with you, confused about Bernie's actions in 2016, not so much in 2020. Um, you can look at the five reasons I, I said that Bernie lost in 2020. Um, but there's a lot of anger at Bernie for bending the knee to the Democratic establishment. Um and then after that domino fell, AOC then went through the wood chipper because um, my theory is there's, it's it's a rudderless ship once Bernie submits. And I think that she got a phone call from Obama that said, look, you want to end up like Bernie Sanders 40 years? You've done nothing. You have nothing to show for it. You're a joke. You don't want to do that. You got to do some compromises. That's what I think happened to AOC. But regardless, it did not translate very well on the, um, on the progressive street. And then obviously TYT... Um, with the Russiagate stuff, and then the real kicker, obviously, was forced to vote. All three of those are, are, are characters or individuals who started out outside of the margins fighting for the little guy who then, for whatever reason, have compromised that position. But notice, in Jenk's mind, that is the real straight, <laughs> Right? Now, Stoudman is saying he's a progressive. He hasn't turned against uh, Bernie. I understand that. But then right under that, you've got Darius that says Bernie is old. No one needs him. My opinion of Bernie is that I do think his age was a factor. Politics is not a game for um, brittle people. And I just don't think he had the, the, the type of personality for it. But please notice, that's what Jenk says is the, the real left now. Very, very, very interesting, Jenk. I had, I had no idea. Um... And then Jake goes on to say this. Because guys, if we don't pass bills, all this is academic. It's about everybody's ego. Who cares about people's ego? Well, it's obvious, Jenk, you care about ego, right? Because this entire meltdown of your company and, and the jihad that's ensued was purely driven initially by you and Anna's ego. So there's that. Pass the goddamn bills. When's the last time they actually did anything constructive? Now, this moment right here, I got to tell you guys, was a very strange moment for your brother. <laughs> because um, there, the fact that Jen could say, when was the last time that Jimmy has done anything constructive? Well, there was that time, Jenk, when, when Jimmy... Um, used the mind that God gave him and came up with this brilliant idea called force of vote, which was essentially a form of political blackmail because we had some leverage where we could essentially blackmail the Democrats into doing the right thing and getting folks a $15 minimum wage. But you and AOC both ran interference on that, Jenk. So it's this very interesting thing that's being done where you sabotage probably the greatest 
street level grassroots political moment. I'm going to say political moment, right? You took the, the, the greatest grassroots political moment from an actual regular citizen, right? Because Bernie wasn't a regular citizen. He was a, uh, you know, he was a politician. Jimmy's just some regular guy, pothead in the, in the, he's a lot more than that. We're going to talk about in a second. But he came up with one of the greatest grassroots organizational moments ever. And you and AOC and Anna destroyed it. And then after you sabotage something he was actually going to do, you then turn around and say, hey, what has he accomplished? See how that works? That's a nice little heuristic there. Unfortunately, you know what's really interesting? So I said in the, I said in the, uh, on the title, what do all these people have in common? Um, and, and here's something that's very interesting. So let's listen to this again uh, from Cenk. Last time they actually did anything constructive. Pass the goddamn bills. When's the last time they actually did anything constructive? Okay, so oh. there it is. Uh, we sabotage you from doing something for the people. And then I'm going to turn around and say, when have you done anything constructive? Please listen very closely to the following. Nobody likes him. Nobody wants to work with him. He got nothing done. That was Hillary Rodham Clinton talking about Bernie Sanders. Hillary Rodham Clinton, who every time Bernie tried to put out a pro, uh, put out pro people legislation, her and the other, uh, her acolytes in the establishment crushed uh, Bernie because for 40 years he was a lone voice in the wilderness, right? So you, you destroy all and you sabotage all the efforts to help the people. And then you turn around and look at the guy you sabotage and said, you've done, you've accomplished nothing. That's literally what Jenk just did. You literally, Jenk literally just did that. He destroyed, and by the way, Hillary's uh, sabot sabotaging moves and the, the DNC's sabotaging moves were nothing as explicit as what we saw with, uh, with, with Jenk and Anna and AOC and Force to Vote. Jenk, uh, he was about to accomplish one of the greatest things of all time, and then you, you destroyed it, bro. And that's literally the same playbook as these establishment folks. So, so Jenk, um, you're you're probably right in what you're talking about, um, but you're too right if you understand what I'm saying. Then he goes off and makes this very very strange statement. And in our alternate reality, the most important thing in the progressive movement is Jimmy Dore's feelings. That is so sad and sick. So they've easily earned that title of the alt-left. Uh, and by the way, if you want to be in there and you want to be, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Those things don't matter. Okay, so the only thing that matter, and notice he says we're in a cult. That is so sad and sick. The important thing in the progressive movement is Jimmy Dore's feelings. That is so sad and sick. Yeah. So they've easily earned that title of the alt-left. Uh, and by the way, if you want to be in there and you want to be, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Those things don't matter. <laughs> so, so uh, no, uh, this this is one of the things that, that people like Jenk don't understand. Because Jenk, for Jenk, this is um, personal. And Jenk loves the adulation of people. And this is what we talked about projecting, right? Where you've got your own mental issues and then, you know, whatever. 
No, Jenk, that's you. You want that from people, and you enjoyed that because. And I say that you deserved it. I, look, I'm new to this whole thing, so I'm not gonna flip on you and call you all these crazy names, bro. Because I don't know you like that. What I will say though, bro, is that you, you are absolutely. It seems to me that you have personalized this issue. And what you do not realize is that the people that love Jimmy Dore and follow Jimmy Dore do not love and follow him because of his sparkling personality. And the reason that people flipped on you wasn't because Jimmy sicked them at you. Please remember, Jenk, you guys didn't really start getting hurt until after Force of Vote. Do you remember Jimmy, Jimmy disagreed with you stridently? stridently during the, the Russiagate stuff, but they weren't bleeding out subscribers during the Russiagate situation. Jimmy was completely against it. He mocked you guys for it all the time, but uh, there wasn't some mass exodus and, and, and a bunch of crazy comments in the comment section. You know when you know when things got hostile for y'all, Jenk? It's when you squash force to vote. You know why? It's not because people were emotionally connected to Jimmy. We love Jimmy, but it's because they're emotionally connected to their families and not being able to get $15 an hour when you were right there and you had it is 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 a sin that is extremely difficult to forgive jenk but because you can only look at the world through the lenses of um teams and and egotism and the cult of personality you think that all those people are mad at you for for jimmy's sake um ladies and gentlemen let me ask you guys a question who's more popular among street progressives right now jimmy Dore or bernie sanders Who's more popular among street progressives right now? Jimmy Dora AOC. I would say that the progressive street is al aligned perfectly with Jimmy and has a lot of antipathy for Bernie. Why is that? Let me ask you a question, ladies and gentlemen. I talked about this in the other in the other video. You remember the video where Kyle Kalinske was showing all the videos of uh, Bernie Sanders and then people were crying? And Kyle was crying, saying, oh my God, look at this guy. And there's nothing wrong with that. We're in a lot of pain in this country. Nothing wrong with crying. That's good. Some of y'all need to cry. I think Jenk, like, get it out, bro. I'm dead ass serious. So, but but did you notice what happened? Bernie Sanders was a loved, beloved figure. He was our grandfather. Black people were looking at pictures of him in the 60s getting dragged and, and jammed up along with civil rights folks. LGBT people, shout out to all my LGBT people, can can watch him advocating for soldiers during the Clinton administration with the don't ants, don't tell BS. So we love this dude. Young college kids can see him fighting, got that little vein in the neck about the, the, the student loan debt. And then the, the, the progressive street turned on him. Why? Because while we loved Bernie, we loved him. We loved him because he was supposed to carry the policies and fight for us. And what did the progressive street do with Bernie the minute he flipped on them? They flipped on him. Let me tell you something, Jenk. If Jimmy starts compromising with the establishment and lying and he starts blocking attempts at legislating things that are good for the people, you watch what happens with the progressive street. All these people that are saying Jimmy's a cult and this is a cult of Jimmy and you guys can't think for yourself and blah, 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 blah. All of that is a rehash script. What do I mean by rehash script? Well, here we go. So Jenk just called everybody who uh, listens to Jimmy Dore and respects him. They're cultists and they're part of the alt-left. Listen to this. Literally, the word that Jenk used was cult. 
Listen to this. It's 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 mind-boggling. There's, there's a certain part of the Democratic Party that wants us to be a cult. I'm not interested in being in a cult. I, I'm just not a I'm not a very culty person. You see that? <laughs> I'm not. And and we all know we know who who, who Carville was talking about. He was talking about Bernie Sanders because in the clip right before that, I cut it because it's too long. He was talking about people are talking about a political revolution, blah blah blah. Everybody knows it. Carville called Bernie Sanders a cult leader. And he called everybody who followed Bernie a cult leader. And you know what? You were dead wrong. Because the minute Bernie got off of those crazy policies and started bending the knee and saying Joe Biden was his friend and all the rest of it, the progressive street turned against him. And Jimmy's a very beloved figure, but he is nowhere near as beloved as Bernie was. So uh, that, that, that's a correction uh, for, for Jenk. Jenk, what's happening is you, my brother, are misinterpreting what's happening politically in the world right now. What's happening politically in the world right now is we had a guy that was finally fighting for the people by the name of Bernard Sanders. And for whatever reason, whether it's just plain exhaustion or the fact that between 2016 and 2020, he became a millionaire a couple times over, I appreciate what Bernie Sanders has done for the movement. And he's the one, he he brought in people like me, people who would never have given the Democratic Party a hearing. If I would have ran into Jimmy before I'd have ran into Bernie, I wouldn't be in this situation, right? Like, so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna undo everything Bernie's done, everything AOC has done, or everything Jenk has done because they've screwed up. Now I'm not gonna do that. Okay. People deserve credit for what they've done. I think we need to contextualize Bertie as a guy who whose ultimate role was to bring awareness to, hey, maybe there's a form of socialism. Don't kill me, guys, because I'm still new to all this stuff. Maybe there's a form of socialism that could really push America into the next generation, etc. And he he made it so that a guy like me, who was raised in a and still an evangelical, you know, I consider myself right. I'm radically pro-life. You know, that type of thing. I almost went to, we almost got, went to the Supreme Court over this shit. So I would never, in the circles I'm in, never had the opportunity to hear about democratic socialism, um, get confronted by friends who force you to read Marx and things of that nature if it wasn't for Bernie. But here's the deal. Bernie didn't have the energy to bring us across the finish line. I don't believe that Jimmy necessarily is going to be the, quote, politician, but I don't think Jenk understands, nor do I believe, nor do I believe that Jimmy understands what has happened. The progressive street, when when Bernie bent the knee, you'll notice, you'll remember Bernie and AOC cut ways at the last quarter of his campaign. And I believe it's because AOC was sickened by the fact that he was going to bend the knee. And everybody that's going after AOC saying all types of craziness about AOC, guys, she's by herself, essentially. The person that probably inspired her in the first place to get into the po into politics bent the knee to the establishment. She has no allies and no power at this point. So um, I'm a lot easier on AOC than, than most are. Although I got to say her running interference about force to vote is inexplicable to me. It's one thing to not push hardcore on 
um, progressive policies. I get that. But why she would actively run interference, I have no idea. And I can't defend it, and I don't know why. Okay? Um, but the fact of the matter is, after Bernie Bentony, there's been a leadership vacuum in, in the progressive movement, particularly who can speak to the progressive street. And Jimmy Dore comes along, and he ventilates the passion, the pain, and the anger that people felt at Bernie because it was so close. I tell people all the time, I'd much rather lose. A, you know, I play basketball a lot, and I play, I play, you know, video games. I would much rather get blown out by 500 than lose by one point in double overtime because you're so close, and then it gets taken from you. And that's what happened to us in 2016. I said to Sori, this is a, okay, I'm, I'm really going to vote for this dude. I was like blown away by myself. I was like, look at myself in the mirror like, yo, you really about to vote for a Democrat? Holy shit. But I was. And and it seems to me that Jenk doesn't understand that. That That's one of the reasons now he's saying that Jimmy is a, is a uh, uh, Republican shill or whatever. And now Glenn Green, Greenwald is also a Republican shill because Glenn Greenwald went to uh ms uh fox news to talk about julian assange so now glenn greenwald he, he he's a right winger too jimmy's a right winger why because people people like me now are actually going to give progressivism and marxism and socialism and all these other isms now we're going to give these things an actual fear hearing because of people like him that's a bad thing in the mind of uh uh of of uh jake Whereas normally, I remember growing up listening to the Clinton, listen to the Clinton stuff, and the big thing about Clinton was he was always talking about creating a bipartisan coalition, and that's one of the reasons he had such a stranglehold on 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 uh, American polity. Same thing with Barack Obama, particularly in two thousand eight. He, I was just watching a clip. Where he had thirty two white Republican senators that were caucusing for him. So, isn't it? The goal of good politics is to get people from all these different walks of life who can who who say, hey, let's debate vigorously and maybe slam the table. But at the end of the day, we agree more than we disagree about what's best for our country. 28 year old kids dying because they're aging out of their parents insurance for 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 preventable diseases and deaths like Alex Smith. Rest in peace to him. Um, I'm always going to say your name, bro. Um we can all agree on that, right? That's what converted me. I said, wait a second, I'm pro-life. I'm radically pro-life. So how could you vote for people? My, my Christian friends are saying, how could you vote for somebody who supports abortion? Very, very simple. Because he wants to end wars. Uh, wars also kill people. He wants to uh, get us health care. Uh, I've got a bunch of my, my own American brothers and sisters are dying over shit that is completely preventable because we we don't have the money okay isn't that a pro-life issue what about the kids at the border isn't that a pro-life issue very complicated i get it what about all these wars where we continually bomb the shit out of people like in syria which we you know i said we dodged the bullet because of aaron mate and those boys but uh biden still went out and bombed those people anyway so all these things are pro-life issues now they're all pro-life issues that's what spoke to me that's what spoke to me. And so now, Jimmy Dore, in my mind, the moment of force to vote was the moment where Jimmy separated himself as a new ideological and at some level political leader of the progressive street. And what should have happened is Jenk and Anna should have recognized the moment for what it was. And they should have said, 
okay and thrown 110% support behind Force to Vote and then began to feature Jimmy because he has the hearts of the street. TYT does not have the heart of the progressive street. So when Jenk said, these guys are all left, he has essentially told us form another party because we're not with you. And look, I've we've known that from the beginning with the establishment, but when the progressive leaders tell us that, now we know it's time. What has happened? Here's what's happened, okay? Uh, uh, Jimmy Dore has filled the gap of Bernie Sanders, ideologically speaking and emotionally speaking, and TYT has become the YouTube version of MSNBC, okay? So Jenk is Chris Matthews, okay? Anna is Rachel Maddow, right? Um, and, and the Young Turks is now MSNBC. That's a fact. And we know that they are now MSNBC because literally the same criticisms that were levied at, at at Bernie Sanders from from uh, establishment hacks and Democrats on MSNBC are now literally the exact same. I just showed you two here. They're the exact same criticisms and arguments and smears that now uh, the TYT is doing. Why? Because they're now they're now MSNBC. They're YouTube's version of MSNBC. And that's why they're ne they're not going anywhere. Their company is not going under all the rest of it. Jake and Anna are going to die very, very rich. Google is good. Google can afford to just keep them up. I mean, look what they're doing to the like-dislike ratios and all the other stuff, right? So, so they're always going to be here. They're they're they are MSNBC, right? They're the new MSNBC is what happened. Uh, now, there's been some super chats, guys. So uh, Dana McWhite, shout out to Dana McWhite. Um, border issues not complicated from Roman Empire to any which currently have fallen from open borders. I understand that, Dana McWhite. My border policy, I understand, is clearly um, way too liberal and way too uh, open. Like, I, I'm, a, I'm basically an open borders guy, but that's because of the Bible. <laughs> right. So like I, I, I get it, bro. Believe me, I, I think my position on it is completely uh, religious and, um, and and emotional. <laughs> so I, I, I'm I completely with that. I mean, first time listening to your show. Where have you been all my life? I'm loving your commentary. It's super on point. You're going to be big soon. Thanks. I mean, um, uh, you know, like like I said, I, I don't I don't really know. Right. And then here's here's Darius's super chat. We need to leave behind the idea of being on the left. I agree with that. I, I well, I'll you know, labels are helpful. Right. To, to so we can different differentiate one from the other. Um, I mean, I like the term progressive because it it gave me it, it's it told me it's like, you know what? We actually have a shot here of creating a new kind of politics where I, I, I don't, I think the number was like 86% of Democrats believe in Medicare for all and like 48% of Republicans do. It's like that, that one topic right there, right? Like this is part of my confusion and my lack of um, sophistication of thought when it comes to politics. I don't understand when you have numbers like that, right? 86 in one party, 
48% to 50% in another party. Just run on that one topic and, and end the show, right? Like, how come we're not doing that? Well, it's because the guy that really codified the terminology and everything was Bernie Sanders. He's too nice. And what is everybody saying about what, what's the number one criticism right now about Jimmy? Right? Is he goes nuclear. Yeah. And the and and that's exactly what he needs to be. And that's exactly, first of all, it's who God made him to be. But the second issue is, what was our problem with Bernie? Bernie, we love you, bro. You got great ideas, Pops. We love it. Thank you. We're going to cry because we know you really believe in what you're saying and you love the people. We know you love the people, right? But he couldn't, he couldn't shoot. You know, we used to have a guy who was a great guy. Everybody loved him. But the guy couldn't shoot. <laughs> so we had to leave, right? So, like, that's 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 the situation. That's the situation that we're in right now. Um, so I love the term progressive because it's like, man, we can finally make progress and look past this Republican-Democrat bullshit. And let's just look at the issues by, by themselves. And let's see if we can come to a humane consensus. I think we can all agree that, come on, $15 an hour is probably behind the times now, right? Considering what's happening. We're in a pandemic. Perfect time for Medicare for all. Discussions to be to be ratcheted up, right? Why aren't we talking about, I mean, imagine if force a vote when it came out, right? And then we would have had really aggressive stuff like $15 minimum wage. And you're going to have a conversation about Medicare for all on the floor of the Senate. A lot of these right wing folks who, God bless them, only listen to Tucker Carlson. I'm not saying if you listen to Tucker Carlson, you're crazy. I'm just saying if you only are getting your thought process from one direction, I want all the Jimmy and all these people to get. Do you guys remember the time that Bernie did that town hall with Fox News and then he just won over the whole damn crowd? You remember that? I remember that. And I was like, shit, man, this guy, like, he's going to do it, bro. He's going to, I couldn't believe it. He's going to do it. He didn't have the teeth for it. Now, Jimmy Dore, he's got the teeth, right? And we need somebody that can be adjacent to him, right, on the media side that it's going to implement these ideologies and by the way one of the reasons people love jimmy Dore is because there is no variation between his his ideology his rhetoric and his actions he's a complete person what do i mean by that this last week jimmy hasn't been doing a lot of shows but he's been jumping on to other people's shows but he's not going on rising partly because i'm sure they won't invite him but there are other shows with hundreds of thousands of subs that he could go to what does he do he goes to these little mini channels and then he retweets some these mini insignificant insignificant channels with 5,000 subs. Why is he doing that? Because when he says he's for the little guy, that's literally what the man is about. So it's, it's things like that that make people go, he doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to retweet people's stuff. He doesn't need to go on these people's shows and all the rest of it. And we're watching that going, yo, this is a dude. He's real about this shit. And it's the same effect with Bernie. Jenk, you don't strike people that way. And that's okay. Because you were not made to be that kind of a leader. But what should have happened is, after Forced to Vote, TYT and every left-wing outlet should have coalesced around that. There should have been a unified front. But we couldn't have a unified front because the fact of the matter is, TYT, and I hate to say this, Bernie and AOC are basically a watered-down version of the establishment. They compromise with the establishment, right? And when you compromise, you're not anything of anything. Look at what happened to poor Kyle Kalinske, 
right? Like when you try to straddle the fence on issues that are that have clear moral implications and you try to straddle the fence, you get mocked by both sides. So that's what's happened now to AOC, TYT and uh, Bernie, unfortunately, is that they've bent the knee to people that hate them. So now it's just nonstop mockery from Pelosi and the rest of them. Pelosi did that thing where she <laughs> she she put that that they leaked that whole interview where they were mocking the squad in the sing songy voice. And then how did AOC respond? AOC responded by saying that Pelosi's mama bear and then taking, I think it's like $160,000 and donating it to establishment hacks. And they still hate you. And Bernie did the same thing. And they still hate you. But now, on top of being mocked by people that hate you after you surrender to them, guys, the, 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 the street... The progressive street, I'm talking about progressive people who are living check, I'm talking about people who live check to check, who are dying under these uh, crazy school loan debts and these crazy hospital bills. They're in the middle of a pandemic. And they and, and those people, that's what I'm calling the street. Jenk, you might be progressive in an ideological sense, but I do think that that because of how successful you've been, and I, I don't begrudge Jenk for this. He deserves it. He's worked hard. Because of how successful you've been, you're an ideological progressive, right? But you you live the life of somebody who's part of the the a very small uh, group of, of establishment people. So I think you've just lost connection with what's actually happening. Jimmy Dore right now is is the progressive street guy. He's got the he's he, he's singularly the progressive street guy and he's he's building a coalition of real human beings and I, and I think that that's important for the next politician whoever she or he may be it's important to learn these lessons and that's why I've spent a lot of time really looking over the postmortem of this entire discussion because there's a lot of very important learnings that we need to get out of this. And if people just keep rolling their eyes and say, oh, it's just drama. No, it's not. Look what happened today to Kalinsky. Look, I don't know where he's at or if he did or didn't do it. But I mean, these are things that continue to happen and we've got to have a discussion uh, or you guys as progressives, because I'm not in the house. I, I Who am I? I'm a visitor. Who am I to say? I just think it'd be wise to have a discussion, okay, how are we going to handle Me Too claims? What's going to be the process, right? Because we don't want to, we don't, there's two extremes, right? One extreme is the, the Anna Kasparian stuff, and the other extreme is the Joe Biden stuff, right? So the Anna Kasparian stuff is, oh, I don't like this person. Let's destroy them with Me Too. And then the Biden thing is, oh, we, we, we definitely love this politician, so let's ignore Me Too. What's the, what's the, what's the operating procedure, guys? Do we have one as progressives? We don't know, right? How do we handle somebody who sh begins to show signs of compromise? We don't know. How do we handle media heads, beloved media heads, who go out of their way, lose their minds, and then start uh, slandering people? How are we supposed to handle that as progressives? You'll notice a lot of people talked about this. Republicans don't have this problem. And, and what a lot of people are missing is the establishment doesn't have, the establishment Dems definitely don't have this problem. And the establishment Dems are a lot more fascistic with their folks than the Republicans are. Don't you remember there was a never Trump campaign? You remember that? There's a never Trump campaign. And then when it became clear that Trump was the guy, all of the Republicans got in line. Ted Cruz, dude, disrespected your wife disrespected your dad, said crazy stuff. He fell in line. I already talked about this last segment. Obama makes one phone call. 
everybody falls in line. 